You are listening to the In Perspective Weekly Podcast with Bob Branco and Peter O'Toole. Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to In Perspective. My name is Bob Branco. This is episode 270. With me today, we have, as always, Peter Alchil, my good colleague and friend. Peter, how are you? We're doing fine. It's it's a little cooler today than it's been in a while. And Missouri football starts in 10 days. Can you believe it? Actually, it's uh, 13 days. 13 days. So I'm sure you're looking. I'm sure you're looking forward to that, Peter. Well, I, you usually I, follow that team. I do follow it, but you know, I don't know how good we're going to be. We usually are, you know, sort of in the middle of the pack, and that's where probably where we'll be this year too. So, but anyway, so what? You know, move, move, right. moving along. Great. So, without further ado, let me briefly thank the folks who make it possible for In Perspective to be heard. We start out with Raymond Gay, our producer. We have our media sources, and we have Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place. They post our shows on Greeting Door 15 on that chat line. And then, of course, we have Jacqueline Sylvia, our website designer, who archives our programs on www.brancoevents.com. Thank you for that. And I also would like to give a shout-out to a faithful listener today, I would like to say hello to Susan Jones from Indianapolis. Welcome, Susan. Thank you for listening. Quite often on this program, we invite panel members to come in and talk about current events that are making news here in the U.S. and beyond. And we've done that today. So let me introduce the panel members who are going to be contributing. And, of course, halfway through the show, we're going to ask our participants to come in and take part as well. We have Glenn Grimes. Glenn? Glenn, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Howdy. Welcome. We also have the Reverend Michael Garrett. Hello, everybody. Reverend Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob, and and welcome, and hailing from a 92-degree stormy Missouri City, Texas. And we also have Raymond Irving. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Usually how this works is I will ask each panelist to bring up a topic, one that's really making a lot of news. Of course, Peter and I will chime in as well and either comment or bring something else up too. Okay, let's start out with Glenn. Glenn, before you get get started, Glenn, I just want to welcome the panelists as well. So, uh, Glenn, go ahead. Glenn? uh, Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, perfectly. Go ahead. Oh, all right. Yes. Yeah, the uh, I thought it was a Banana Republic-style raid on the compound. Uh, I think if Donald Trump had something that was illegal, he would have threw it away a long time ago. Why would he hold on to it? Uh, from what I understand, they went through the toilet, that went under the bed. They went everywhere. They went in places they didn't need to go. 
and they told the FBI told the security people shut the cameras off, but they didn't. So Donald Trump got to watch it on TV in New York, and I'm sure he'll make copies of the tapes. Uh, the judge, uh, Bruce Reinhardt, that ordered the got oh, the warrant. Glenn, he, I was, heard... he was the lawyer of a convicted child molester, Jeffrey Epstein. What did you hear? Hello. I've heard two accounts. Hello? I heard that. Yes, Glenn. I've heard two accounts. Yes. Yes. Hello. Can yeah. anybody hear me? Yeah. Go okay. ahead, Bob. Go ahead. Bob. I heard. Two, yeah, I can. Two different accounts. I've heard two different accounts. I've heard two different accounts that it was there was an informant or there was a whistleblower that started this whole process. I don't know which one it was. Yeah, there was a mole. And what else did you hear, Bob? That was it, basically. The rest of the story I, I had already heard on the news, and I was glad someone brought it up today. So let, let me let me respond. Anybody have any other comments? Let, let me respond in a couple of ways um, uh, very quickly. The fact that the judge represented Epstein, who was a despicable creature, I think is irrelevant. You know, the, the, uh, being the lawyer, the lawyer, uh, the, uh, the, the person involved. You know, these these folks uh, have to, you know they represent who they choose to represent. Doesn't make them bad people. They represent bad people. That's what lawyers do sometimes. sometimes. I uh, I have a lawyer, a friend of mine, who's representing uh, a guy in Greitens who who lost the uh, the governor Republican race after being, uh, uh, leaving the governor for a number of, for a number of reasons. One of which being he, uh, sexually abused his wife and, 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 and daughter, you know, so, you know, my lawyer is a good lawyer. He's just representing a bad guy. So I don't think we, we, sh- we should, we should factor, factor that into the equation. Uh, any other reactions from any other panelists before I, before I continue my rant? Yes, I, I do. Yep. My, my 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 thing is I I I, I want to pose from what I'm hearing that uh, there were 20 boxes of materials found. There were four boxes that were classified as top secret. Um, several other boxes were were semi, for lack of a better term, semi semi top secret, <laughs> and 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 other boxes that should not have been taken from the White House. So uh, to me, that adds some legitimacy to uh, to the search, uh, plus the fact that the archives, uh, you know, National Archives says that there were documents that were missing, and there there is an inventory. So my question would be, why would Mr. Trump take things from the White House that he didn't need when he was no he's no longer president. And that's a rhetorical question. No, I think it's I think it's a serious question actually. Uh, uh any other comments? Yeah. The reason I brought up the thing about who he represented us, because, I mean, a lawyer can represent anything. This guy's a judge. They had to go judge shopping. They had to search far and wide to get a judge that would order the raid on this compound. 
and this guy volunteers to do it. Bruce Reinhardt. So, you know. I, I just I just think the the fact that uh, you know he told me I wouldn't bring that into it. I, I just think that I, I, I think that, that I think that the fact that this guy had had something to do with the Judge Epstein case is, is irrelevant. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, there are plenty of things to worry about. I I I worry. I mean, this is just a it's a it, you know it's a bad day for this country. You know, whether whether or not you support President Trump. I mean, I. Uh, uh, we agree on that. Yeah. I mean, we, we may not agree on who's to blame for being, you know, a bad day in the, in the country, but you know, this is the fact that you have an, uh, you know, an FAI raid on the home of a president is, is does not speak well of this country. It just doesn't, you know, um, no. um, so, uh, um, I, I, um, l- let me say one other thing. Uh, you know, this is Friday, uh, August. What's the day today? 12th. Yes. Well, so, you know, we're, we're still early in this investigation. There's lots of stuff we don't know. Uh, there's supposed to be some kind of a, uh, they're supposed to, re- uh, Trump said it would be okay to release the contents of the, of the, uh, of the ruling. So we'll, we'll have a better sense of what they were looking for, uh, and maybe what they found. So that might change things a little bit. There's just stuff we simply don't know. There's a lot of speculation. Um, uh, you know, uh, let me answer. And, and one other last thing. One of the things uh, you said, why didn't he throw this stuff out? Well, if you believe, and a lot of people do, that President Trump um, is not the most honest guy in the universe, uh, and he has he has connections with other parts of the world. You know, the the, the fear is that he'd be selling this stuff to to places we don't want it sold to, or giving it to people we don't want it disinformation given to he's done that before as president uh you know so i don't know what to make of it i think i think we i think what i've learned over the past four or five years is we need to give this more space and time before we make any serious judgments uh and that's what i'm trying my best not to do uh because there's just too much stuff we just don't know true it's just too much stuff we just don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's disturbing. I, I don't like, you know, hearing about this stuff at, that a country that I love, you have a, you know, a, the FBI rating, you know, Trump's, uh, Trump's house. I mean, that's not, doesn't speak well for this country. It just doesn't. Uh, you know, how do we get here? You know, uh, you know, Peter, I heard comments today on a talk show. Accusing all these FBI agents of, of, of being bad, and the and the moderator of the talk show said, "It's not the agents; they're taking orders, just like you would take orders from the military. That doesn't mean that you're a bad agent. You either do what the FBI wants you to do, or there's no work for you. These guys are nice guys; they're just being uh, portrayed now as really bad agents right now." Yeah, you don't blame the agents making the raid. You 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 blame the folks who ordered it. You know, uh, what this reminds me of, Bob, is uh, during the Vietnam War, which is a thousand years ago, people, we were blaming the soldiers, some of us. We're blaming the soldiers for, for what was going on. It wasn't the soldiers' fault. Not me. It was, I, well, not me either. It wasn't the soldiers' fault. It was the folks who made the, put, put through the orders. You know, some of the soldiers didn't act particularly well, but uh, it was primarily the, the civilians who, who ordered this kind of stuff. And those are the folks we well, should be focusing on. Well, guys, tell me, I mean, here, all of a sudden, uh, 
you have an agency, a federal agency, and you have a faction of people who now are denigrating that agency, its purpose, its 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 purpose for the, the this, this country is the Federal Bureau of, in, of in Investigation. It has done uncovered some serious things in this country. Uh, CIA, same type of agency, has done things all around the world. Why is it all of a sudden that it's deemed to be a bad agency for the country? Help me with that. That's not new. It's been deemed a bad agency even when I was a kid. I remember <clears throat> the horrible things J. Edgar Hoover said about gay people, and then at night he was a cross-dresser, not that I care. But he was a drag queen at night, but in the day he called them names you can't repeat in public. I don't mean to. I had uh, some trouble. I'm sorry, Bob. I had some trouble um, with my computer, so I'm I'm recalling by phone. Go right ahead, Ray, with your comment. Uh, Okay. Well, I just I just heard um, a news report. I guess we're still talking about the Trump raid. Yes. Okay, it, there was classified information that was found in that raid, some of which was classified as SCI, which was a special compartment information. So there, there were very high documents that were seized, documents that only a very few people are allowed to look at. In fact, they are so classified that you can't even look at them in, in, there has to be special rooms to look at them and you can't have any technology. And um, they don't know how they got the, the news of where these documents were found or, or, or how they got knowledge of the documents, but it was um, nonpartisan. And um, they they had to retrieve these documents. Trump was subpoenaed three times and didn't release them. And it's kind of perplexing right now that uh, he had said that he he doesn't mind if the warrants and what what they what they wanted was released to the general public. Thank you for that. I I knew there's going to be some news dropped uh, around this time. So thank you for sharing that. Michael, I, I well, want to. That's, that's, that's what I was saying earlier, Peter. That I heard this earlier today. Mm-hmm. There were twenty boxes found, and some of that material was highly classified. So, 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 we. They well, the news that I just heard, there was eleven, eleven um, stacks of highly classified documents um, they, that they found, and God knows what. Why would a president want to, except if he wanted to gain some leverage, why would he keep him at his private home? That was my question. No idea, Ray, but like someone said a few minutes ago, we'll just have to wait and see. There's a lot of things right now going on with this that we don't know, know, let alone the motivation for it all. And this might take a while, too, I think. 
Oh, it's what I want to do now is before you do that, I want to react to something that Michael said. Uh, Mike, you talked about, you know, why is why now is the FBI and CIA being, you know, being trashed? And somebody else said, you know, you know, the FBI has, you know, is is a I think a a pretty good agency. And so is the CIA. But we all know of examples when they've gone off the rails. You know, I I remember and I'm sure you do, too, Mike, a while back with Pro when they were, you know, uh uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, putting, putting, uh, putting things in people's mouths and then arresting them for the things that they said that the FBI agencies said, you know, uh, uh, you know, this stuff does happen and h- how you ba- create a balance between, you know, the good people and the folks who do, you know, nasty stuff is, is a challenge. You know, um, we don't know what happened this time, you know, and I, you know, as one who has never been a particular fan of President Trump, I I think the FBI is doing you know the best they can under difficult circumstances, but I could be proven wrong. I could be proven wrong, and I'm trying my best to to um, uh, on this Happy Elephant Day uh, to um, you know to. By the way, Happy keep, Elephant keep, Day, Peter. Thank you. Uh, uh, happy to, 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 to keep you up in mind. Yeah, you're trying to be objective. I'm okay, trying. I'm tr- I'm trying got hard. You. I'm, I'm having a hard time, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying hard because there's, we're, we're, there's stuff we're going to find out over the next week and month that I think hopefully will clarify things a little bit. Because right now this country is, is really fracturing on lines that I find really dangerous. Uh, and I hope we can find a way to, 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 you know, if not to bring it back together, at least to stop the fracturing, to stop the bleeding, if, if you will. There, there are a lot of reasons why we're fracturing. There's a lot of reasons for that. This is only one example. But this, I mean, you have a lot of racism, which I thought was, I thought that was going to go away in 2008 when we had a black president. I was wrong because I thought that was the ultimate acceptance. Well, in some ways it was, right? I mean, you know, but in some ways it was not. Uh, that's a, another conversation. Um, and by the way, uh, talking about fracturing, uh, a, a promo for next week's show, we're going to be talking about abortion, abortion rights. On this show. So, yeah. uh, you know, so stay anyway, tuned. Stay tuned for that. <coughs> anyway, oh, that uh, good cause um, uh, go ahead, Bob. Okay. Oh, I'm a pro choice. Yeah, it is Glenn. We're all looking forward to that show. All right. So, uh, Reverend Mike, do you have anything to bring to the table today on a different subject matter? I mean, <laughs> on a different subject matter, sure. Well, I, I'll bring another uh, uh, controversial uh, issue up, and I know Glenn will probably disagree with. But <laughs> I think great. I think it's I think it's great uh, 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 from a, a beginning standpoint, and that's the legislation that has been passed uh, to to help uh, our infrastructure and climate. You know. I know oh, it's 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 billed as tax and spend uh, by by the conservative side, but if you think about it, look at look at our infrastructure, look at our climate, look at the things that are going on, look at this drought right now. People, if we don't do something about where we're going. So our our country is going to cry. Glenn, the average. I don't believe in climate change. 
the, the average temperature. Tell us why you don't. The average, go, ahead, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm just, let, let me just finish this one. The average temperature in in the, in this in this country and in, in other parts of the world is going up. Uh, storms are getting worse. Uh, uh, Not here. Water. The water. <laughs> the water level is going down. Uh, we're in we're in dire straits of potentially losing our natural resources, and we've got to do something about it. So let me before before Glenn you respond. I want to share uh, an example of how how this, how weird this weather is in ways that I don't remember ever it being in my lifetime. So recently, uh, I live in Columbia, Missouri, as folks know, and uh, last week we had. Um, over a, a two-day period, about a half an inch of rain. Okay, nothing unusual. You know that, that's normal for this time of year. Half an inch of rain is, you know, uh, you know, is, is normal. St. Louis, which is two hours away from us, got nine inches of rain in six hours. Nine inches Ooh. of rain in six hours, and. This is the, you know, folks have been talking about climate change for a while. And this is what, this is what they're predicting that you just, that climate is just, is just getting weird. You know, two hours away, totally different results. You know, a half an inch versus nine inches. Oh, Peter, it's like, Peter, it's like here in Massachusetts, Tuesday night. Like Glenn told me before we started the program, he lives in Massachusetts too. Mm-hmm. He only heard one tiny little clap of thunder and he lives about 60, 70 miles away from me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, for about that. a whole hour, Tuesday night, for a whole hour, we had driving rain, severe lightning, loud claps of thunder. It was a monsoon here for an hour. Yeah. So I relate to that, Peter. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and this is, and this is what, what has been predicted. Now, Glenn, I, you know, I'm, I, I would love to hear what you have to say about this, uh, because if you, do, I, I, I have one other comment before I turn it over to Glenn. I'm, I'm astounded that they called the bill what they called it. The uh, Inflation Reduction Act. You know, I mean, talk about, talk about. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? Well, exactly. Well, the name of the bill that, that, that man, that Senator Manchin supported was the Inflation Reduction Act or some language like that. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you want to say about the bill, inflation reducing is a very small component of it to be, to be, to be nice about it, right? They're doing all kinds of things that I, that I, that I might like, but inflation reduction is not one of them. You know, I, I don't see how you can call it that with a straight face and no wonder people are cynical. Glenn. And from what I've seen about that, what I've heard about that bill, Peter, is things the actual in, inflation reduction is not going to, uh, take place until maybe 2025 so how does that help us now i heard that i heard that too uh i what i heard is it make it might make inflation go up marginally over the next two or three years and then it will drop a little more marginally in 2025 okay all right that's fine but this is why people are so cynical by these titles of bills you know i happen to think the bill by and large is a very good bill but you know the title is a joke as far as i'm concerned um, yeah, what about the, the electric cars? What? Yeah, these electric cars that they're pushing, what happened? Eventually, the battery isn't going to be able to charge anymore. How do you properly environmentally dispose of this big, expensive battery, this now useless battery? I can't picture it being biodegradable. So these so-called, uh, these climate people. 
you know, I can find inconsistencies. I mean, <clears throat> Barack Obama lives near the ocean. If he's right, it'll be gone in 10 years, his property that he bought. And he bought on Cape Cod, Mass., which is on the ocean. I mean, the guy's pushing climate change. I wouldn't, you couldn't pay me all the money. To, if I believed in it, you couldn't pay me to live on the water's edge. All the money in the world. But that's no, I, yeah, I mean. no, no, there's a lot of hypocrisy in this. I, I, I happen to think that climate change is an issue. I don't think it's, uh, you know, it's, we're going to, we're all going to, you know, have to leave the earth in seven years, which some folks have, have said, but I think it's a problem. And I, I can't explain some of this stuff that, that's going on. I, I can't. Um, so some people would argue that some people would argue that climate has always since creation. And so that's what it's doing now. But but we've contributed to it. And and, and Bob, you've got a you you've you've had the, the climatologist on, on the show, haven't you? Was Bob? that Steve Roberts? Yes, it was Steve. So I have and I'd love to ask him. Yeah, I'd love to ask him. You know, I know that is Mike. It's Steve Roberts, and I hope he's listening. He yeah. keeps telling me that we're going to have uh, strong, severe nor'easters and hurricanes and rainstorms. With, t- with this year's drought, how do you justify that? What, what climate change, as I understand it, is saying is that the weather is, <laughs> it, is it, it, there, it's, it's either drought or these wild storms and nothing very much in between. Feast or famine. Yeah, feast or famine. That's a good way of saying it. Thank you. And, um, and that seems to be happening. You know, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we all, we all saw what happened in Kentucky, you know, where, um, uh, how many people have died in, 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 uh, Eastern Kentucky? Uh, you know, now maybe that, that happens, you know, that was a once in a life or once in a century flood from what I've heard, you know, so it's, there seems to be more of this stuff going on in, in London, the temperature got to like a hundred degrees. That's never happened in our lifetime. Now, could it, could that be coincidental? Yes, it could. But what, what, what the climate change folks are predicting seems to be, uh, what's going on. So, you know, for what it's worth. Well, we, we contribute to it, especially by, uh, you know, and I'm a, I followed the, the, the oil and gas industry for years as an analyst. And, and so I'm not a big proponent of fracking and, and, Tertiary uh, extraction and those those kinds of things. There are other technologies we can use, but by introducing or the flood of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, we have contributed to uh, the the climate change. Uh, even here in Texas, uh, because we've drilled so much uh, deeper in Oklahoma, we we're having earthquakes in North Texas that we never have had before. And so, you, you know, we've, we, we are contributing to this whole thing. We, now, I live in South Texas. We're having erosion. So, uh, thing they talk about in, in California, you know, California might fall into the sea. Well, part of our infrastructure here in South Texas is, is, is limited because we are falling, <laughs> falling into the sea, so so we are contributing to this thing. It's happening, so we've got to be careful how we proceed in the future. 
And yet I think the point that, uh, was it Glenn made that, um, yes. Ray, that, you know, there's all kind, there are all kinds of questions, you know, that we need to think about and batteries is one of them, you know, uh, and not, yeah. not, not only is batteries one of them, uh, you know, this, 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 these precious minerals that requ- that are required to, to make computers and this high tech stuff is, are also highly, uh, uh, destructive to the environment. And we don't have all this stuff in this country. We have to go to uh, other places to get them. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that we don't know, have the answers to right now. And that worries me, but I think we, ha- we I think we have to do something. You know, I think doing nothing, uh, is, is, Simply not not doable at this point. Uh, so that's my that's my take. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, I heard that Elon Musk has come out with okay. a non lithium based battery. Ah, well, you know, we, what kind of battery? Non lithium based. Non lithium based. Non lithium. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. interesting. And, and, and we, you know, that's the thing. You know, we yeah. need to we need to support, support these kinds of innovations. And, uh, you know, uh, from places we don't anticipate them coming from. Bob? Before we open it up to our participants, I would just want to give Raymond Irving a chance to speak on a topic. So, Ray? Well, I was basically going to talk about what was going on with the, the Trump raid. And um, we had uh, covered that topic. Is there, anything oh, okay. else, is there anything else you want to add, Ray, that, that hasn't already been said? I I just think it's very dark. I mean, that a president would have that information in his home, and you know, we don't know exactly what it is, but we do. We know it was highly classified. And as I had said earlier, I besides leverage, I w- I can't understand why on earth that any president would hold confidential information like that private. And it's top secret. It's like super top secret stuff. We're not talking about. You know, I mean, there's, there's top secret and super top secret and the, and the highest top secret stuff. And he seems to have the highest top secret stuff. Uh, you know, that's, well, some of them, some of it had to do with nu- nuclear and the way we handle I nuclear, um, in- interactions. And, and a lot of people were afraid he was going to share it with Putin, especially what's going on with the Ukraine. So is that, is that now officially confirmed? Cause there was speculation last night. Is that officially confirmed? Oh no, it that has been officially confirmed as of three oh five. Okay. That okay, thank this you. Afternoon. And, and the thing is what that there was some information exactly. about Go go ahead, uh uh Michael. I, they they don't know exactly what the documents say. The 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 inventory doesn't tell us what they what it says, but it it does tell us what they're looking for. And and what they said is that they found those topical. They found those things. So they found those. They found those documents that were had, that are nuclear related. That's my understanding. right. Among other documents. Among other documents. Among right. Other. I, I understand. Because as I said last night, that was speculation. So but now that that's <clears throat> fact, then we then then we're in a different place. At least I'm in a different place. Um, Bob, I'm sorry I interrupted. What are they going to say? It was politically planted. <laughs> well, in fact, that's what some of the Trump supporters are saying, you know. And we all we 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 all know that law enforcement officers have done this in the past. You know, Mike, I'm sure you know this better than most. Now, I'm not saying it happened here, but you know, we law, some law enforcement officers are corrupt. They just are. Yeah. 
Doesn't mean to say the whole place is corrupt, but some officers do terrible things and get a lot of people in trouble that shouldn't get in trouble. So uh, I, I find it hard to believe that, that the FBI would do that. But, you know, we live in really weird times. Just an interesting thing, note, too. I was writing okay, with somebody so you... Tuesday yep. that worked that worked with um, in the National Guard, and he was called down to Washington on um, January 6th, and they were informed that there was going to be a, a large get-together, and, and they, um, they wanted to have enough people, and they, they had a bunch of people from Massachusetts come down to Washington, and they had all three networks sitting in the same room, and they had uh, all their laptops together compiling notes, and one of the things that I, I found interesting is now when, when January 6th happened, there was a long lapse of time before President Biden told Trump to get it to have everybody go home. However, before Biden got a chance to speak, Trump had sent out an email, a, a tweet telling the folks, you know, to go home if they were they were political heroes and to, to go home. And this tweet got intercepted and shut off. So no, nothing, nothing was ever said until after Biden came out and then Trump told everybody to go to formally go home through a video. But I found, I found that shocking that, to find that, 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 that tweet was intercepted. Um, and Twitter had, had shut it off for whatever reason. And that I found political. I haven't heard that, but if that's true, I would, that would bother me too. No, this this was not this was this was a, an email that he saw that was not shared. No, I understand what you're saying. I, I and I'm just saying, you know that I, you know, I I hadn't heard this, and you know this kind of stuff, this stuff, the fog of war, if you will. There's there's always going to be stuff that we 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 haven't heard about. Bob, I'm sorry. I I know you want to move to turn a corner. Yes, uh, I just want to remind everybody that you're listening to In Perspective. I'm Bob Branco. He's Peter Raucho. And our panel members, Glenn Grimes, Ray Irving, and the Reverend Michael Garrett, you're talking about current events. Well, now it's time to welcome our participants to ask us questions and to get involved with the program. So, Raymond Gay, if you could kindly cue them on what to do, we'll, we'll be ready for them. Okay. Uh, normally, we have a recording to play, but uh, technical reasons, I'm not able to do that today. Uh, I've already it's all covered in terms of conversing with Cindy and stuff. But anyways, um, so to raise your hand, it is Alt, uh, op- yeah, Alt Y on PC, Option Y on Mac. Uh, star nine on telephone and lower uh, under the more tab on uh, iPhones or smartphones. And for muting, it is alt muting and unmuting is alt a on PC command shift a on Mac star six on telephone and lower left on smartphones. We have two people with their hands raised. Uh, Jane, you are up first. Welcome Jane. Jane. Jane, are you might be there? muted? There might be muted. Why don't we move right. on to the uh, next person so that yeah. we don't eat up yeah. time? And yeah. Jane, when you're muted, when you're unmuted, well, number you can come back. Zero seven zero. You're up next. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah, Phone number uh, ending in zero morning. seven seven. I, yeah, I, that's me. This is Kenny in Hawaii. Yeah, hi. Hi, good morning. Yes, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to make a statement. It's not necessarily a question or, or whatever, but uh, in, in regards to the raid on a chunk's place. Um, and they found these documents and everything. Um, but 45 minutes before the raid, uh, Trunks, the, the Secret Service people there at Trunks' house received a call from the FBI office down there in Florida warning them about the impending raid 45 minutes before it happened. So if they found these documents, I wonder what documents they did get rid of, if they got rid of documents, if these documents were planted or whatever, but they had 45 minutes to plan for this race in whatever way that they wanted to. So that's going to play a part in the ending of it, too, I think. That's all I wanted to say. You guys have a great day. Thank you for that, and well, and thanks from Hawaii. Can I pretty- hop in now? Yes, Jane. Thank you. Yes, Jane. You're uh, some- Thank you. Somewhere, uh, either in first Peter or Galatians, it says something clearly to the effect that um, those who use their freedom for negative purposes are wrong. Now, that's my my saying of it. I'm deeply, deeply concerned that people are misusing the privilege of their faith or of their um, position and also saddening the value of excellent educations to get their what they want, their greed or their purposes. Um, I don't know why it's taken so long for this whole issue of missing papers. You know, I worry and I am suspect about the timing of it. I think that they are finding them is appropriate but I, I now wonder about the timing of it. Um, anyway, I just, uh, I want this to get resolved and I want the information that we need to know to be known. And if it's top, top secret, well, it wouldn't be anymore if they started sharing the contents of it. So in one sense, I'm satisfied with that it's nuclear use related. Um, I can put two and five together and get seven or something. Anyway, um, that's what I want to say. So uh, I'd like to, I'd like to turn the, uh, have Michael respond to that if you so choose being the reverend amongst us. Uh, Michael Garrett. Um, I've, I've, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to, trying to figure out, uh, remember which, which uh, passage she's, uh, I think it's in First Peter. I, I really do think it's First Peter. I would, yeah, I would have to look for. It. But, 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 but let me say from the standpoint that that yes, that is that is. It speaks to character. It speaks to intent. It it speaks to to uh, motivation, uh, a person's motives, and and that clearly is is not 
something that God is is uh, pleased with. And so people who who use their position in a negative way uh, put a blight not only on on the country but other people, and it and it sort of puts themselves in in a in a state of mistrust. And people in high position have to be careful because there are people who follow them and can lead them astray. And and you in that position are responsible for those who follow. Mike, I want to I want I want to respond to that um, because. Uh, um, over the past three, three, four years, um, especially between 2018 and 2020, I was involved with a, with a church program that was trying to, uh, um, get people who were, who left the church to come back to church. You, mostly young people, you know, people in their college age, uh, college age young people. And they were furious. They were furious at the Christian leaders who they saw and, and what they witnessed. They, they couldn't understand how, um, people of the Christian faith could support the kinds of stuff that was going on in the country to be very uh, blatant. They, they couldn't understand how Christian leaders could support the stuff that President Trump was doing and the, the, the kind of tone that Rush Limbaugh and other people all of whom who talk about their conservative Christianity with, with great gusto, you know, uh, and they, it, 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 it derailed them from their Christian journey. And we, uh, I didn't do much of this, but I did some of it. You know, we, we tried to say to these folks, Hey, there's, there's other ways of being a Christian than what you're used to. And that's a tough sell. That's a really tough sell for, for the, a lot of these young people, a lot of these young people are leaving the church, you know, um, and not all, but you know, uh, you know, the, the the folks who are leaving the church are leaving in droves because of stuff like this, and um, it's very sad and for me very very frustrating because there's there's no good reason for it. We've we, we've we've there we've a caught- classic example of what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Many Catholic churches in this part of the country, probably true in other parts of the country as well are collaborating, they're consolidating. Some of them are closing down. The church that Amy and I got married in closed down last fall along with another church as part of our three-church collaborative. So I agree with what you said. It's unfortunate, though. But the, the, thing, the thing that's so frustrating is we brought this, we brought this on ourselves. You know, um, you know, it is. I, I understand why people of who are conservative Christians did not vote for President uh, for Secretary Clinton uh, and uh, Joe Biden. I get that. I, I understand that. I don't agree with it necessarily, but I understand it. What I don't understand, uh, and I don't expect the panelists to have a good answer because I don't. You know, it's hard to know. How could you support President Trump and not people who were had much more character who who were conservative Christians and vote for this guy? Who clearly did not have that character. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I just, I, it is an absolute, well, I, I, I have a theory, but I don't get it. Peter, if I, may I give you my guess, my theory? Sure. My guess is that in 2015, when we found out that Donald Trump was going to be a candidate, there are people who are just tired of establishment politics and they thought that this might be a way out of it. 
Whether it turned out to be good or bad, that's another subject. But I think that was the thinking amongst the voters. They wanted it was me. something that they yeah. felt they that they felt was refreshing. That was me at the time. Well, I, well, 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 here's my here's my I've always had a problem with that because many for many years people have always said we need a non-politician in office. And my question to that is if you if you get into a political position, you become a politician. So and and if you don't have any political experience, you you you're uh, you're going to make a mess of the situation. And then logically, even the people who are saying that, if you had someone who came to your office and said, "I want to work for you," what is the first thing you're going to do? You're going to ask them what the ex- what experience they have. Yeah. And if they don't have any experience in the area that you that, that you're 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 serving, are you going to hire them? You know, this is how the electoral hire, this is how yeah. the electoral process works, though, Mike. Because we vote, but we don't ask the questions. We just vote based on what they demonstrate to us, and then we have to take our chances. But but, well, but the, you know. And, and I have a different theory on that too, because I think that, and, and we're seeing it play out today in 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 in, the, in politics, in both the House and the Senate, and even in our state houses and state legislatures. You know, generally, people vote the the party line. I don't care what an individual says in the campaign; they're ninety at least ninety percent of the time they're going to vote party line. So, so I, I'm, I'm very careful about, you know, who I who I vote for and 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 and, and the reason I vote for them. A vote based on merit, not by party. What, what I would also should, yeah, right? the other thing I would say to you, Mike, is what's the second question that's asked? How what's your character like? Do you have integrity? You know, I mean, that's, you know, once you talk about experience, then, then the next question that I ask is, you know, what kind of a guy are you? You know, uh, well, I wanted to go back to your, your thing about the kids, the, the young people leaving, yeah. leaving the church. Yeah. What they're, what they're looking at is why are you saying one thing yeah. in the pulpit, but your actions are, are the total opposite? Yeah. And that's what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. And we are in a me too world. Everything is about me, and 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 the kids are saying, "Well, you're telling me what the Bible says, but you are doing the complete opposite." I don't want to be there. Yeah, no, it's really it's really true, and, and it's incredibly sad. It's incredibly sad because we brought this on ourselves. I, I mean, would like we, to go ahead. I'm go sorry, ahead. Peter. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. I'm, uh, I'm just done. point out that we have one person with their hand raised, and that's phone number ending in six three eight. Thank you, Ray. Six three eight. Yes, there are several things. Hi, Beth. I believe that we have a, this is Beth from New Mexico. I believe that we have a double standard in the justice system, and we're seeing this play out because they didn't do anything about the laptop, about Hunter Biden's laptop, 
and um, and also with this climate change. Oh gosh, I don't want to. I resent having to go vegan. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't even give that food to my dog, and I don't even have a dog. But to any of the stray dogs, I know. So let, you know, let, let, and I think that he's forcing his. I think Biden's forcing his policies on the people, whether they want him or not. I I really think he's abusing them, his power. Me too. And that's why I wouldn't vote for him. And I, I think I think what some folks would argue is that that's exactly what president. That's what presidents do. You know, they they they. You know, President Trump forced his ideas down our throats, and one of the things that he did through the Supreme Court, uh, which has caused such backlash, is on the abortion issue. You know, uh, the presidents when they win, they're they're winners and losers. I and agree about that, Peter. They're they're winners and they're losers. Now, having said that, you know, I don't, I'm not much of a vegan. Uh, you know, uh, I have friends who are vegans, and I admire them for their whatever. But I, that's not quite where I'm at right now. Um, uh, I, but I don't have a sense that we're being forced to, to do vegan stuff. Neither. Not yet. Well, we, yeah, I don't know. Not yet, but if they get rid of um, the farmland and right. because of climate right. change and and uh, they get rid of different things, they won't have to eat that plant-based stuff. And that, oh, that stuff is gross. It's awful. But so I, I think, eat baby I food. I think we I have to I be Biden very wants careful. To put on cows. I'm sorry, Jane, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think we have to be truly careful to understand where individually we are fearful and make sure that we're honest about that. I, I'm not a vegan and I don't know if I'll ever get there. I have family members who are. I guess I'd rather eat the dog than feed it. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we want to go down that particular path. No. Me neither. We have to be very careful that we look at ourselves and say, here's what I know I know. Here's what I know I don't know. Here's what I'm fearful may happen. And have the conversations with people that you know. Just follow the rule. Don't use the word Democrat or Republican to back yourselves up. Just have the conversations and see how we can get to a better place of calling our congressional representatives, making sure we hear what they say. You know, Beth, and I don't pinpoint you directly. Do you go no, know. to, you know, political rallies? Do you listen to what people are saying? Yes, ma'am, I do. Good. I like you a lot for that. And calling our representatives saying, I'm confused about this. And Even I do if vote by merit, too, by the way. I don't vote party lines. Um, in fact, I left one party because uh, they haven't done nothing for New Mexico. We had a lot of good programs that they gave away to other see, states. Beth, see, Beth, I regard parties as being very territorial. And that's yeah. tribal. That sends up a white flag. Yeah. I'd rather yeah, take the politician... I'd rather take the politician or the candidate, rather, at face value. Exactly. Yes. That's it. Yes. They're clicky. So I, I just want yeah, to respond. Parties are very clicky. I want to respond to uh, uh, something that 
that Beth said, or what it reminds me of. She, Beth didn't, Beth, you didn't say this. Um, part, part, part of the problem is that we're listening to our, uh, news from, uh, from yeah. different places. You know, so if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you primarily listen to Fox News, for example, you're going to get a very different story than if you listen to primarily to MSNBC. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, it's just, it, it, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, you know, it's easy to encourage people to try to broaden their sources of news. The problem with that is that both Fox and MS, MSNBC and other news sources as well sort of view people who they disagree with as the enemy. Yes. And so why, why, why would I want to listen to news, news from the other, you know, from, from a place that views it, views me as an enemy? I don't. I don't. That's true. You know, so mainly I listen to Fox, but I also listen to like Christian news from from uh, from a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective. You know, like S- Salem or one or Bot Radio or something. You know, and yes. and, and but but well, that's uh, un- un- unfortunately, unfortunately, depending on the Christian outlet, yeah. uh, they they. they they, they are political, politically driven. They are so, absolutely. So, yeah. so you, so you're not you. You're still listening to the same kind of material. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's really sad. I mean, you know, uh, you know, back, you know, uh, when we were younger. I hate playing this game. You know that we we all listened to the news from the same basic source. So we 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 it was easier for us to carry on a conversation about this stuff. Now it's a lot harder because, uh, you know, uh, we you know we. we we don't, we have less trust in folks who we disagree with. And there are, there are, there are, there are things that are going on to reduce that trusting, hopefully, hopefully including this show. Um, but, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's much harder. I'm sorry, Jane. Well, well, let me, so let my me, one let question me say, is, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, Jane. I want, put, I, want, I, want, I want to tie it together because, because, uh, the, the, the thing that brings us together, is that we all are human, and we all are guilty of doing the same thing. Somebody talked about Biden forcing us to do something. Uh, if he is, uh, his counterparts in the in the, in, the, in the other party have done have done and will do the same things. So it all depends on what you what you want to be forced to do. Jane. The one question that I have is what can we read? Where do we go to get back to that solid rock, whether it's our foundations as a democracy and what an experiment that was? Um, you know, where do we go? So I've tried to gather up some books. Um, I can't think of his name that wrote, um, about Martin Luther and then about Bonhoeffer and he has a newer book called Can You Take It or uh, about freedom and where that's come from in this country and I just just downloaded it to read. But if any if you have any recommendations, I, I went back and wanted to get a copy of our Declaration of Independence and just finally read it. And, uh, so we'll see. I just think we have to find some solid rocks again. We have one minute, so I don't know if we want to take on any more callers or give our panelists the final say. But either way, we have about one minute left in the program. There are not any other hands raised. Okay, thank, right, you. thank you, Ray. 
Glenn, Raymond, Michael, final thoughts? Yeah, I think Beth has some good ideas about we should listen to each other before we say, well, you're from the other party, so, you know, I have to be mindful of that myself. Okay, see, Raymond. If all, if, if, all, if all Democrats were like Peter, I'd still be one. <laughs> you know, we've got to we've got to stop this party divide. I mean, um, I've even uh, there's a lot of uh, politicians now that even promoting what the news are calling the big lie, and that big lie is going to tear us apart if we keep if we keep this this up. This is why we have voter apathy in this country. Nobody knows who to trust anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least it seems that way, Michael. I, I agree with with the guys. Let's let's try to work together on what's best for all of us, not just not just a few. I and agree. I would, I would like to say one quick thing before we wrap up. It's a special kind of listening, and the the, the the special kind of listening is when somebody says something that you don't agree with. Try to find something that you do agree with that comment. Exactly. Start I want to thank you. I want to thank all of you for being on the program, Glenn, Raymond, Michael. Thanks for your very, very informative uh, topics. We had a good Thanks time discussing and sharing everything. And I want to thank the participants as well. And as Peter pointed out a little while ago, next week we're going to be addressing the abortion issue. And that's going to be very, very interesting to discuss. I would like everybody to travel safe with God's abundant blessings. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next week on In Perspective. Have a great week, everybody.